cross the street. Excuse me, Egon. You said crossing the streams was bad. Cross the Streams podcast, Thursday, September 27th, special edition on the drive that Kane and I did today, originally during a taping we were doing for the React segment with a great interview with Betsy Morrison Boyer, Skyview High School class of 97 from our Hometown Heroes segments. Uh, We'll get you that React segment plus the interview I did with Betsy later this weekend, but we wanted to get you this edition on the drive today to coincide with the Kavanaugh-Ford hearings at the Senate Judiciary Committee, which captivated the country all day today, and we got into such a good discussion ourselves about the state of dialogue between opposing views in life. Uh, where Kane stands, where Kane, where I stand, and one of the few times you would hear the Ion brothers disagreeing on something, but not not in a way that we were fighting, but just a great back and forth on how each of us tries to deal or communicate with people in our lives that have a difference of opinion in a lot of realms, whether that's politics, left versus right, race, religion, athletics, sports teams, coaching philosophies. How do you deal with someone that doesn't agree with you? Uh, Very good discussion we got into. We wanted to share today right away because it's so timely with what's happening in the world. Cross the Streams podcast, dishing on the drive, Kip and Kane I own, dialoguing with the other side. Final segment, Cross the Streams podcast, season two, episode 12. Uh, Kane and I want to talk today because it's, it's a historical day in the country for all the wrong reasons. Uh, but we wanted to talk today about something maybe a lot of you had going on. It's Thursday, September 27th, and we're taping this. And obviously today was the Kavanaugh-Ford hearings before the Senate Judiciary Committee, which was probably on for, what, nine hours today? Yeah. At yeah, least. At least, right? I mean, it was on constantly. I had it on the office. We were texting about it with all of you know each other, our families, our friends. We wanted to talk about just the difficulty today, because uh, I think if you've listened to our podcast, you're well aware we are on Team Ford in the I Believe Her movement. Um, but I did want to talk about the difficulty, no matter where you land, in maybe trying to focus on your job today and or watching it, because I really struggled. If we hadn't had a segment in the gym today as a staff, I probably would have sat in my office and done nothing but watch my TV in the office. I probably should have just stayed at home, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. I I was doing the same thing. If we didn't have practice this morning, I would have sat there and watched the entire, from the first opening statement to the very last statement, I would have sat there and watched the entire thing and probably took notes. Yes. I could have my rebuttals for any arguments one way or the other. Yep. Um, uh, and it was, it's fascinating. It really is. And, and I, I find these moments in history so hard not to dive into. Like, how are you, and I, I understand that some people don't get into politics. Right. But this goes beyond politics, yes. in my opinion. This yeah, agreed. Not, there, now, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of politics within this moment in history. Yes. There's a lot of them on both sides. Right. But. This is still a huge moment in history. Yep. This is still a, a very important moment in history. That the whole time frame that we're living in right now. Yeah. Is really well, we're going to look back on this time and be like, man, what was happening? This is this is all just craziness. What is? And, 
what is within your hallways and you don't obviously we, we would never to our colleagues that we work with say oh this coach leans this way politically this coach leans this way i know i appreciate here in the willamette athletics department the willingness of other coaches to engage in those discussions with me like i watched yeah. it today in in my office with some coaches not just my staff with some other sports staff and then i watched it next door with the women's staff and so i i didn't feel you know, alien or outside that I was interested in, nobody else was. Uh, yeah. Was that similar to you guys, or is it in season a different thing because you guys are so focused on you know the next opponent? Yeah, I think I think it was more along the lines of man, we're 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 trying to win this game coming up against a very good BYU team. Yeah, and so obviously we were prepping for practice uh, this morning. We had meetings, and then we're on the field for practice, and then but after practice is where. It was kind of okay. You're either doing one of two things in your office. You're you're watching the film uh, of the practice. You're watching opponent stuff, getting ready um, for more meetings tomorrow. But most of us still had, even with all that going on, we most of us still had on their TVs in their office the ha- the yeah. hearings going on. And I think I bet the ratings going to come out. And obviously, this was not purely done for television ratings or streaming ratings. But I'd imagine, I mean, I'm walking through the cafeteria of Willamette today, one of the cafeterias on campus, and I'm hearing students, they got their phone in front of their face, they got the earpiece in, and I can see the hearing streaming on their mobile device. Um, One of the things you and I talked about, I wish there was, and probably today's day and age technology-wise, there's more real-time reaction to historical events like this, like today, that we can yeah. do even if we're not in the same room. But don't you wish, like I remember when we were growing up, mom and dad would let us watch some debates, say it was a presidential debate, and we'd yeah. be like, I don't want to watch this. But now in my adulthood, I would love to have all of us in the same room. Or like my yeah. wife was at work today, and I don't know if we're going to be able to debrief this because she had to teach all day, and I don't know how much she saw. And I'm going to be furious that she doesn't know as much as I know, even though she didn't have the opportunity to watch it. She's going to want you to explain, and you're going to have to try and explain. You're going to get so heated over it yes. that you're not going to be able to explain anything when it's all said and done. I'm going to end up but, searching clips, aren't I? I'm going to end up finding yeah, clips. Oh, there's no question. I'm, I'm going to do that anyway. So <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to go back and, and review my notes and review some of the clips anyway just to make sure that what I heard the first time is exactly what I heard. Yeah. Because, and again, man, you're, you're right. I You look back on some of these moments through history and – like, for example, one that pops in my obviously you had the the uh, very comparable, if not the same deal, Anita Hill Clarence yeah. Thomas deal. Right. And I was what ten years old. Yeah. Barely ten years old at the time. Yeah. But I still remember it being on our TV. Oh yes, and mom yelling at the TV. Yep. Yeah, following this very closely, and so in turn, you and I were there, and we soaked it in. We may not have we fought it a little bit, like I don't want to watch this crap. What is this? Right. But we still kind of soaked it in because we still went to school the next day and there were still conversations being had by youngsters. Right. And, and I remember the O.J. Simpson trial. Yes. And that being on at our, our house 24 hours, like nonstop, the O.J. Simpson trial. And, and I would go to school the next day and do the same thing. I'd get in arguments with guys that were, were um, following the same thing or kind of following it. But I was more well-informed or thought I was yes. at the time. I remember specifically... When the verdict first came or came out for OJ, yeah, and AJ Jackson and myself <laughs> in the hallways of Castle Rock Middle School, <laughs> Castle Rock Middle School, literally were in the hallways just 
celebrating. Yep. He's innocent. <laughs> we did it. We did it. And people are just like, what in that? These two are crazy. Yep. But, you know, and I look back at that time, and you're always going to be able to look back on these times in history and be able to pinpoint what was I doing, where was I yep, at. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and I think this time is another one of those moments where you're going to look back and go, yeah, I was in my office at UW, we were preparing to play BYU, and I was having a hard time concentrating because I was listening to the Kavanaugh hearings. Yes. I was listening to the opening statements and, and these reactions that, that uh, was happening around the world, around the country. It's it's a crazy time, man. And um, the, I, I feel, and I know there's plenty of people out there that are very indifferent to all this yeah, and very much like, eh, what, what does it really matter in the long run? And you and I both talked about it before we got on. This this isn't very important. This is extremely important. Yep. Extremely important. has repercussions that could last a long, long time. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about just hiring some uh, guys for a job that eh, it may or may not affect you, blah, right. blah, blah, and you'll be out of there in four years. No, this is a lifetime appointment. Yep. This is a lifetime appointment to the Supreme Court, which has a direct influence on how this country is ran yep. and how this country goes. Yep. And if you don't feel like that's important, wow. See, and I, that's where I wanted to jump in. Sidebar, David Gunn and I were doing the same dance at Skyview uh, when O.J. was found not guilty. And now in hindsight, after watching the documentaries, you want to go back and punch your younger self. Uh, yeah, but O.J.'s got a calendar. O.J.'s got a calendar. <laughs> Check his calendar. What about, I feel like I could have a better conversation. I'm not saying it would end well, but I feel like I would engage with somebody that disagreed with me on my stance on the hearing today as long as they watched it. I can't deal with, like you just mentioned, uh, what is lethargy or the, the word I'm looking for is I don't give a damn. It doesn't affect me. That guy or that girl, I can I I just I can't do it. And maybe that's a direct product of our parents raising us to to kind of look worldly and there's bigger things in this world than yourselves. Uh, yeah. and but I struggle with that with my kids because Leah got up this morning, my daughter, and Davey was up, Lincoln was already at school, and I had that on. I had uh, Dr. Ford's testimony on the entire hour she was eating breakfast and asking me questions about it. And you know, part of me is like, God, just turn on Mickey Mouse Roadster Racers. Uh, but at the same time, I just thought it was too important. I just yeah. I thought it was maybe that, and that's probably directly from our parents doing that for us. Yeah, I, I, 100%, 100% it is that, that we we were very much a part of everything. If it was a what our parents felt were, it was a historical moment, we were going to watch it, we were going to be a part of it, we were going to know about it, and uh, I, that's why I think we have such a passion for this uh, the political game. And I, I love it. it yeah. I, I have even more of a passion for it now than obviously then. Then it was, uh, sometimes it was like, okay, well, now I'm, yeah. I'm good. It's been two hours. Let's, let's move on. Right. But um, now I can sit and watch some of this stuff and, and all night long. And my wife, uh, I'm dragging her into the mix as well. <laughs> She's all on board now, too. And, and uh, so it's. I, it's one of those moments. I really feel like it's it's one of those very very important moments in our history. I definitely feel like 
a cathartic effect of being able to Marco Polo people, you know, our family, our friends, text message groups that we had all day today with our friends that, you know, none of us are in the same city, but I don't know what I would have done watching it completely solo. I might've internally just combusted and burst into flames. (laughs) And I kind of feel like that way with big sporting events too. Like even if it's, you know, I'm watching the Cowboys and our text group from Skyview are Packers fans and they're playing each other. If we don't text about it, I feel like we'll just internally scream. Yeah, like nope. so I, I don't nope. know if you feel the same way, but I definitely appreciate technology allowing me to vent and rage about yep. it today in real time. Here's here's a challenge. Here's a challenge for you for next time. Um, and I'm going to try to do it myself. Is I want to sit and watch one of these moments, one of these things, whether it's a debate, these up, maybe there's a yeah. political day coming up because we've got obviously the elections coming up. I want to watch one of these moments with somebody on the opposite side. Oh, someone that doesn't yeah. see things the way I see things. Right. And I want to just sit and, and watch this thing with them and, and in real time and have the conversation as it's going so I can actually hear what they're hearing when such and such is saying this. Like yeah. Where, where you, what did you just take from that? Because here's what I took from that. And I, so somehow I can find even ground there. Somehow maybe we can figure out where there is such a divide. Yeah. Yes. No, and I, if you can pull that off, you need to teach me the lesson. Because I definitely think it is one that needs to be done for sure. Absolutely. Because you don't want to be stuck in, uh, what's the what's the fancy term people use? I got to credit Jeff Jensen. Shout out Jeff Jensen, 97 Skyview. Lives and breathes in the political world. Confirmation bias. I think yeah, I do yeah. suffer from that. And I think I definitely, and this I got to give another shout out to the Now What podcast, Arian Foster this week talked about a binary view of every event or person where they're either 100% yes or 100% go fuck yourself. And they're definitely, yeah. it, that doesn't have, that's not a healthy worldview, but I, yep. I think I hold it currently. So your scenario you just set up, maybe there is something that shades me to this person in the room that disagrees with me that does not make them my mortal enemy that must be crushed. It doesn't mean I'll change their mind either, but maybe there is one thing that each of us can move a little bit the other way. Oh, got to yep. be hard. Got to be hard. And, uh, man, I, I, I think back to the book I read about a year and a half ago, two years ago, whatever it may be, uh, that talked about uh, Tip O'Neill and Ronald Reagan's relationship. Okay. And how those two could sit into a, in a room and just battle and go back and forth because their ideologies and their it didn't match up very well. Yeah. And, but they could just go and, and go freaking face to face, talk it out, and at the end of the day, though, come to a compromise that was for the betterment of the country. Right. And come to a compromise to where both felt like they got in what they needed to get in, and they spoke their minds. They always were able to speak their minds, and then. They could still go out and have a freaking beer or something with each other and joke about whatever sports or whatever other topics and not hold such contempt for each other. Yeah. And I think that's that's a, a very admirable thing, and I wish there was more of that going on in not only in Washington, D.C., but just in the world. 
Like, I have a problem currently. Like, if you tell me LeBron James is trash, I don't think we can talk. And that shouldn't, like, I shouldn't hold that, you know what I mean? Like, I shouldn't hold that view of a human being. But I immediately jump to, get the fuck out of here. And it's just simply an opinion on a basketball player who knows neither of us in the argument. Yep. You know, so, no, I, I think there, and I want, do you think that was a simpler time? Do you think there is a portion of access to info but we obviously gravitate towards info that supports our opinions because if i go on my twitter line right now i'm going to see a ton of me people i follow are gonna are gonna say what i'm saying but if you're on the other side you're only going to see your vacuum but if i see somebody retweet the other side holy hannah i'm coming at them Yeah. And continuously feed your own faults yeah. to a certain extent. Yeah. Or, you know, feed your own, hey, I, I know I'm right because of this, this, and this. Look, it's right here in the palm of my hand. I can prove to you what I'm saying. Um, and I think that's almost, I wish there was a way to, uh, like I said, I think people need to just sit down in a room and try and hash shit out. Right. And literally, I want to just, I want, I want that opportunity for myself with some of these, like, I read some Facebook posts, and I want to, instead of screaming and commenting on their Facebook page, I literally want to drop them a message in their deal and go, hey, can we sit down and have a conversation? Yeah. Can I just ask you flat out what your thoughts are, why you think that way, so I can tell you what I think, and we can kind of figure this out, and maybe along those lines, we can come to somewhat of agreement that what you're saying on your, like, as far right as you go on this or as far left as I may go or vice versa, there is, we can somehow pull each other back towards the middle and figure out some kind of compromise. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I I want that so bad. You, You know, I tell my wife that almost every day after a Facebook post of somebody's, like, I just want to talk to him. Just let me talk to him. And maybe it's like, maybe that in itself is uh, arrogant to where by somehow talking to them, I can change their mind. Right. Because a lot of that probably isn't going to be the case, but I just want to know what exactly is the reasoning behind some of the things that are being said. Well, I think you make, you bring up a great point because when I visualize this scenario you're talking about, I visualize me moving them. And I never yeah. visualize them moving me. And that's probably a fault, right? Yeah, exactly. So am I capable exactly. of handling? I think a lot of it comes down to can we agree on on the pre- – can we find the premises we agree on? So, for example, you and I like to debate Jordan and LeBron. But we have come yeah. to a better a premise that we are – neither one of us are operating under the assumption – that saying this one is better than that one equals the other guy is trash. Like we're both, exactly. we both came to the to the conclusion. Worst case scenario, Kane is saying LeBron James is the second greatest player of all time. Worst case scenario, Kip is saying Michael Jordan's the second greatest of all time. We are not saying that guy is so overrated. Your opinion is ludicrous. But that took us a while on that yeah, topic, exactly. right? Exactly. And I exactly. wonder if that's more. 
<sighs> like, could we agree today that the premise is sexual assault is bad? Can we all agree on that? I, yeah. You would hope, you would hope that's the premise everyone is coming from, that sexual assault in any form by anyone is bad. And if you started from agreed upon premises, maybe you have a better chance at it. I don't know because I I know for a fact I'm not the guy to guinea pig it. I wish I was. Do you think you yeah. have more of an opportunity because you lived so long in a red state? You have more people you know and are friends with that happen to have it. Because I've been out here for 20 years. I'm trying to think of my inner circle, not many lean red. Yeah. No, and I do actually have opportunities to have those conversations with really good friends of mine Yeah. Um, that don't necessarily in fact we disagree on a lot of things in that department uh and i've had these conversations with them multiple times yeah sometimes over however many drinks and and the next thing you know we are screaming and yelling right and so it wasn't as productive as as we probably both were hoping right uh when the conversation started but i know that just having those conversations to me, is very healthy, and I think it has to be done. Yeah. Because um, I just, for myself, I just want to know where you stand on certain things, bottom line. If you because find out the answer, do you see yourself lessening the friendship? No. When, when it depends, obviously, on, on the topic that, that we're having. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. There's certain topics, like there's certain topics that, if you're disagreeing with me on this topic, we've got a real issue. Yeah. And then there's other topics that, okay, I can see your side of things to a certain extent. We're gonna agree to disagree on this thing. I'm still gonna love you. You're still my boy. We're just, we just know we can't have that conversation without it going down that road, because you've got your ideas, I've got mine. That is what it is. Can we agree one, that these conversations one. should never be accompanied by alcohol? Yes, that is right. 100%. And I think that's when we loosen up and want to do them. But I think yeah. it's it's a terrible idea. Uh-huh. It's a terrible really idea. Is. Even though your liquid courage has has gone off the charts, and you both like, yeah, now's the time we can do it. Your ability yep. to process, I mean, all, all the facts people know about being drunk, but your emotional range, I think you are going to skyrocket to rage so much quicker in that supposedly civil discussion that it better yep. be coffee at 10 a.m., I think. Exactly. I, I, that's 100%, man. And I, it took me a while, obviously, to come to that conclusion after uh, having multiple conversations that shouldn't have happened right. because of... Like you said, or I like to refer to it as liquid courage. Yeah. But um, but I think I think for myself, I know my friends that may lean right to a certain extent. They know where I stand because yeah. I've been very upfront with it, and in uh, in vice versa for the most part. But I think they they are very respectful of the fact that hey man, I know where you're at. I know, you, and we know where you're at. Uh, so. Um, we're we're in a good place as far as our relationship is concerned. But bottom line is, it doesn't have to affect relationships as far as can you hang out with this person. Yeah, 
That's what I, I think there's a lot of, when you talked about your close friends know where you stand, right? 100% agree. Yep. I think this current era we're living in, and we can, I think it's fair to say you can call it the Trump era, whether you put a positive connotation on it being the Trump era or you put a negative connotation on it like I would do. I think the scary part for me is finding out where surface friends that you might wish to build a deeper relationship with where they land on things because that might affect you furthering that does that make sense like i think there's a there's an anxiety to i kind of like this person we we get along whether it's a couples group or a friend in the industry a friend in the department i really don't think i want to know that they're the polar opposite of me on this because then i don't think i can continue building the friendship and that might just be me. Once again, yeah, the binary, yeah. good or bad, and it's it's a flaw that I need to work on. But there definitely has been some exposure in this era where we're all re- waving our, our flags, our blue and red flags, and you're yeah. like, God damn, we used to get along, and yeah. now we just can't. And now we just, and that's where, I, and I think that's where you and I kind of differ. Anyway, yeah, right. Uh, where, where I think myself, I want to know where you're at. I want to know where you stand, and then let's have that conversation. Right. Let's let's try and you know let's let's at least if, if you're gonna, I would rather it be out there than not knowing. Yeah. Like I I hate going through a a uh, like a new meeting of people or whatever, and, and like you said, you're building this relationship, and it, it could be something that's that's a, a good thing or whatever, and then. But you never really know where people stand in certain on certain subjects. Right. I would much rather just know where you stand. Gotcha. And let, let's maybe have that conversation. Yeah. If if the conversation comes up, if not, then I know one thing is I'm going to know where you or you're going to know where I stand. Yeah. Whether you want to have the conversation with me or not, you're going to know where I stand with it because I'm gonna, I'm going to try and let you know. Right. If any of these topics come up. But I'm not going to try and I don't want to hold it against you. I'm not going to not hang out with you, but just know this is where I stand. I want to know where you stand so we can both, so we can just get it out there and get right. it open. If we have to have the conversation, great. Let's have, please, let's have the conversation. Let's not hide behind freaking Facebook or anything along those lines. You know what I mean? No, yeah. And I, I don't think it's ever, I love your, your concept of I'm going to call this person or I'm going to DM them. Because I don't think it's ever worked, and I'm putting myself in this boat too, to yeah. go on a 49-sentence tirade on Facebook, Yeah. especially if your goal is to get, uh, buy-in's the wrong word, if your goal is to change a mind one tick, I don't think yeah. those rants ever work, man. I think they work they to, I think they work to notify people of your position. So, you know, if you have 3,000 friends on Facebook and only 60 are close, then it makes sense to notify the other 24, 2,900 where you stand. But if people really know you, you don't need to redeclare. And I just don't think those work. I love the concept, and I've never done it. Obviously, I need to, of just, hey, man, let's call. Let's talk to each other. You want to call and talk about it? And let's not text about it because I will text, and I've done it. I will text something that I would never say to you, and that, yeah. that, that doesn't work. So let's talk about, but I'm, I'm not, once again, everybody out there, I am not practicing what I preach and I probably should 
Uh, we'll let Kane be the guinea pig for furthering political discussion as he should towards a more centrist existence because Kip is fully entrenched in good or bad, and he needs to get better at it. <laughs> well, I, 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 again, I'm, I'm not by any means um, proclaiming to be really, really good at, at uh, the diplomatic approach because there's definitely times where I'm not very good at that. Uh, I just feel like you can always find a way or find common ground with someone in order to get in the door, get your foot in the door to be able to have a conversation. And that's, you know, I tell you what, you got a lot, that statement there reminds me of what our former president, Barack Obama, said a couple weeks ago where he said people, young people, and obviously I'm almost 40 so I don't count as young anymore, um, need to recognize that better is a positive thing. If something is better, that doesn't mean it's fixed. It doesn't mean it's perfect, but it's better. And I think yep. what you're getting at is the discussion while not changing like, oh my gosh, you've morphed into my opinion. Yay! Yep. You have yes. a better understanding of one another and better, like President Obama, who I revere, said better is good. And, and that's a that's a thing yep. that I think, even like look, look in our industry in sports, like if you go... You know, you guys go one year eight and four, and the next year ten and six. You know, people are going to say, "Oh, you didn't. You're not perfect, but you're better." And better yeah. is good, but that's hard. Like that might yep. get you fired. You know, yep. so those. I think that's definitely a whole nother podcast of how much do does the needle need to move to, for it to be called a success? Uh, but maybe in this case, even trying is the success. Yep. So, Cross the Streams podcast, dishing on the drive, deep dive into today's historical happenings. We'll be back.